This is episode two with young entrepreneur Jagrit Singh. This is Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson. And finally realizing my master's degree only taught me so much, I decided to start on a journey to learn more about what it truly means to be a pencil leader and how we can leave a positive mark on people and the world around us. So each week, I'm going to bring you a topic or a guest that will help guide us on our way to grow and leave a positive mark wherever we go. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. The most talented, thought-provoking, game-changing people are never normal. Richard Branson. Welcome to the show today, guys. I'm excited to have Jagreet Singh on with us. Jag is a 22-year-old, lifelong enthusiast of creativity and entrepreneurship, and he believes that everyone has a story and that that story is worth sharing. He also believes that everyone has some sort of creative passion within them, so much so that he and a friend decided to start their own podcast, The International Connection, where they interview entrepreneurs and share their inspirational stories for everyone to hear. Jag is also a blog author and a writer and he studies around the country, around the world. Um, I'm super excited to share his knowledge at such a young age with you guys. So um, share this link with somebody who, who might benefit from it and enjoy the show. All right. Hey, guys, we just want to welcome uh, Jag to the show today. Uh, we're excited to get to know him a little bit better and hear what he has to say about unblocking our creativity. So, Jag, welcome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on Pencil Leadership. I'm really excited to share my insights on creativity today. Yeah, we're really glad you're here. I'm willing to share. So just uh, tell our audience just a little bit more about yourself, man. Absolutely. No, I'm a 22-year-old student in business and finance. And right now I'm sitting in Sheffield, England, doing an exchange program. Uh, Growing up, I was a lifelong enthusiast of two things, entrepreneurship and creativity. And that might suggest why I want to talk about creativity so much because it gets Mm -hmm. me. You know, a couple of things that I do is I have my own blog, I have my own podcast, and both of them are aimed towards helping people achieve two things. First, to understand what creativity really is. Number two, to find out their own creativity and start something in those terms. Because I believe everyone is born with that sort of creative passion. People sometimes yeah. lag behind in terms of how to find it and what to do with it once they've found it. That's where I kind of sure. want to jump in and help them take that next step. That's awesome. And, and we'll definitely have the links um, to Jag's blog and, and social media and everything uh, down in the section below in the description. Um, so yeah, check it out. See what he's done. He, you've wrote a couple or written a couple articles, correct? For, for different places. Is that Right. Absolutely. No, I've, I've worked with five to six publishers all around the world okay. and I've, I've published quite a few articles in terms of creativity, entrepreneurship, just to help other people yeah. find out their own. Yep. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And I read a couple of those on creativity and that's kind of what got me wanting to connect. So yeah, we'll, uh, if you search them, um, you'll be able to find them and uh, take a look at those as well. Um, so with that, like creativity uh, I, and trying to unlock that, I know there are struggles for people or that it seems that people uh, face when trying to be creative. What are the biggest ones you see with people or through your research um, that people really tend to struggle with? That's a really good question. I think I can talk a lot on that, but just to kind of summarize a few, Mm. a couple of months ago, I was reading a book on managing time. And then I kind of realized that, okay, time management has a lot to do with creativity. 
because mm-hmm. if you don't know how to manage your time, you're not able to like get your true creativity out. You know, that kind yeah. of gave me a structure as to what a lot of people think. Hey, I want to write a song. I want to write a story. I want to publish a blog, but I don't have the time to do it. You know, I don't really see myself doing it right now because I have other priorities. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why my first block of creativity that I wrote down in my blog as well was doing too much at the same time. You know, the that's what exactly multitasking. Yeah. That's what stops people finding out their true creativity. The thing they're actually good at is buried, is hidden under so much mm-hmm. of the extra unnecessary, irrelevant stuff that they're doing right now. So we need to cut that, right? So that's the first thing. And I, I went through the same thing. Like I went through a period where I wanted to sing, dance, do computer programming, mm-hmm. listen to Justin Bieber's mom on YouTube <laughs> at the same time. But right. I was like, that's not going to help me find out my true creativity. So that's one thing. Number two is, is for people who have kind of realized what they want to do but they are too lazy to present something which is authentic and adds value. So they repeat their old content. And that to me is also one of the biggest killers of creativity, you know, repeating your old content. Mm -hmm. And again, getting complacent kind of. Exactly. Yeah. I'm the perfect example of this. Cause if you look at some of my earlier blogs, when I just started blogging, you'll see I've written the same thing again, just use different languages, tweak the title a little bit, use a few different words, but it's the same content repetition. And then got this sort of epiphany one day and I was like, what am I really doing? I'm cheating upon myself. You know? yeah. So that's the second way that, that kind of like blocks your creativity. Number three is kind of personal. Now it could okay. be different to your audience, but for yeah. me, what really blocks my creativity or used to was binge watching or television or anything. Mm. You know? I'm sure a lot of people have that same <laughs> exactly. thing going on. I'm sure. I call it my drug. You know, that's my drug. <laughs> yeah. So you need, to, to, it, you need yeah. to understand first what your drug is because it would be something totally yeah. different. You know, it could be reading books that you don't really read to, you know, don't really need to read right now. You know, yeah. you're way better not reading it and focusing on your creativity. So that could be a right. drug. So figure out what your drug is, right? Try to limit it. And I'm mm. not telling you to eliminate it overall. Just try to limit it. Be careful with it. And also yeah. make sure that you're focusing on your creativity. So yeah, doing too sure. much, repeating your old content, focusing on your drug. These are three unblocking, like these are three blocking elements of creativity For that sure. I believe. Yeah, and I think the last one, I think a lot of people have to deal with that. Um, just I think social media is such a big one too that yeah. just sucks away so much of our time without us even knowing it yeah. nowadays. And uh, I know they have things on your phone or apps that you can track or can can block certain amounts of time that you're on those. So yeah, I think figuring that out and like being aware of it yeah. is, is huge. Like, Oh crap. Yeah. I just wasted however many hours sitting here scrolling through Instagram or, or Facebook. And uh, I could have been doing some research to, to create better content or get ideas. And yeah, I think that's huge. I think that that one is a real struggle for a lot of people, myself included. I found myself wasting time uh, every now and then. Yeah. Uh, so definitely one that you can always. I like the expression that you use right there, uh, wasting time. I know it's a cliche, but I was, right. I was watching this TED talk the other day and he said like this dark playground mm. analogy, which means like mm-hmm. you're doing something else, but at the same time, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. You should have been doing something uh-huh. else. So you're in the dark playground. So exactly, kind of leads to what you were yeah. saying. Figure out if you're in a dark playground and if you are, right. have a strategy to go back and do the thing you wanted to do. For sure. Yeah, re- yeah. just figuring that out, say, stating there's a problem yeah. is 
the first great step. So what are some ways that you have personally personally um, went about getting like unstuck? Yeah, I guess your top three methods of uh, keeping on track and, and keeping focused on creating creative content. Absolutely. Now, that's a brilliant question. Find myself distracted off the line, on the sidelines, mm-hmm. not doing what I should be doing a lot of times. Now, being a student, okay. that happens naturally sometimes. You don't even realize that. <laughs> So right. you got to keep yourself in check. You need to have some sort of strategy or mechanism which kicks in almost automatically, right? And kind of rings the alarm that you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing at this time. So go back. Mm-hmm. For me, what that works is I constantly remind myself the bigger picture, the why I'm doing what I'm doing. What is the reason for me to be creative today? And mm-hmm. a lot of time that kind of resonates with my daily activities. And if it doesn't, that rings the alarm bell, that this is not something which is going to add value to me or to my audience, and I shouldn't be doing this. So just having that question, that alarm yeah. ringing in almost automatically kind of puts me in a position where I'm constantly checking my activity, whether it resonates with my overall why or not. That's awesome. And sometimes it's hard. Like sometimes you can get discouraged. You get exactly. um, kind of complacent or you, you get down on yourself. You're like, well, this isn't working like I thought it was. Yeah. So if you don't have that why, if you don't go back to the reason, the root reason you're, you're pursuing this, your, your blogs or your art or whatever it is, yeah. you're going to lose that fire for it and you're going to get off track. And, and I think that's that first one's perfect. So, yeah. So do you have a couple other ways that you personally like keep on track? I know I kind of stepped in there. Sorry about that. No, it's all right. Now I was going to say uh, the second thing that I use and I encourage your audience who are trying to stay consistent, but find themselves being distracted all the time to use is what's called the, and it's a very common, common uh, method. A lot of the successful people have used this as well. It's called creating a vision board. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you've come across vision boards. You might mm-hmm. as well have one of yours. Uh, right. it, it's basically either a whiteboard or a display board like back there in which you kind of yep. like paste your dream goals, the house you want to live in, the car mm-hmm. you want to drive, the kind of watch you desire to wear on your wrist, you know? And once you walk in, it will be a constant reminder of what you want from it. And then it would throw back the question just like a mirror that what are you doing right now to get that? Yep. You know, I could have a house up there, you know, but if I'm drinking alcohol 24-7, that's not <laughs> an activity which is going to lead me there, you know? No. <laughs> so unconsciously, that picture is in your mind, you know, even yep. though physically it's on the board, but unconsciously it's acting upon you from the inside, constantly reminding you that you need to do something because that's one of your desires. Yeah, I have my whiteboard up yeah. uh, up here on the wall. I, I write down, uh, to me, just writing in words, uh, my goals and what will come of it um, is a way that I, I keep those fresh and remind myself. So yeah, that's, it's a great thing. People are like, Oh, do I really need to write it down or, or have something posted? Like, yes. Like it, it just, it changes just your mindset and your, your focus and ability to create those things. I think if we're, we're constantly seeing that, that, that end result, I think, it'll keep us motivated enough to keep going if it's really, truly what you want. Right. No, absolutely. You're totally correct on that because a lot of people are not accountable to themselves. Mm-hmm. They need to figure out a mechanism in which they can be. Yep. You know, if you want to serve a client in future, you need to serve yourself first. Do the service yep. you want to do for others for yourself first. You know, be accountable to yourself. 
And then there are tools and ways you can go around it, creating a timetable, setting down your mm-hmm. goals, following that timetable, vision boards and everything. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, anything else that you do personally, like another big one that you've learned to do to help yourself stay on track or stay creative? Exactly. And I'm, and I'm happy you brought this one up because yeah. we live in a world, right, where things go down all the time. Mm-hmm. You'd be walking out on a perfect day. Suddenly it starts to rain and all your plans are just underwater, you know? <laughs> so we live in a world where things are unpredictable. Now, this can happen physically. This can happen mentally too. The latter one has a lasting impact, unfortunately. You know, so you need to be in a positive mental space, which is, by the way, impossible to do 24-7. <laughs> you know, let's say right. you, you have a garden, Chris, right? You go on a vacation, yep. you leave that garden unwatered. You come back, you see weeds growing up there, yeah? Mm-hmm. Now, nobody watered them, but they're still there. You know, right. that's that sort of unpredictable negatives that just form up, starts to generate in our mind. Nobody Absolutely. wanted them to be there, but they're just there. Yeah, you know, That could be someone talking down on you, negative, some of past experiences that were not very pleasant. Yeah, So you need yeah. to learn how to tackle it. But then again, if I tell you right now, Chris, to think about, not to think about a monkey. Don't mm-hmm. think about a monkey. What are you thinking about? You know, that orangutan at the zoo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, <laughs> thinking about, so I can't really tell you to stop thinking about your negatives because you're going to focus yep. more on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't eliminate negatives, all those negative experiences from your mind permanently. But what you can do is add positive deliberately inside you so that the negative doesn't have an impact on you. Mm. So to answer your question, the third thing which I like to do is to surround myself with leaders, entrepreneurs, their books. I read a lot. I listen yep. to a lot of self-motivation talks, whether it's a TED talk or read someone else's story. You kind of put me in a positive mental space that all those negatives that I have in my life does not affect me anymore. That's, that's awesome. the third, third strategy. Yeah. I think that's, that's huge too. More than people realize is who you surround yourself with really plays an impact. Cause if you're putting, if you're a positive person and you're hanging around all these negative people, yep. two things are going to have one of two things are going to happen. Either they're going to start being more positive yep. or you're going to start being more negative. And I find the latter of that happens more often than not because it's so much easier in life, I think, to be negative. Yeah. Whereas to be positive, it, it takes a little bit more work because you have to have the faith. You have to have uh, the hope and, and the drive to stay positive. And so if you're constantly around the negative people, it's going to wear on you, I, I think. Um, and so that what having the, the core group of people around you that build you up, that support you, that encourage you, that are have the same kind of mindset and goals, uh, will completely, completely change the trajectory you're on, um, and really provide so much positive reinforcement um, that those negative things that come about that just happen, yeah, uh, that are normal, that happen to everyone every day they're going to be so much more easy um, to deal with and to um, give less of your time to. I know just with my face and background in that, I know when something negative comes up, um, I'm able to kind of just recognize it that yes, it is a negative and this is popped in my head. I, I'm, I messed up. So I was like, Oh man, dang, you're don't do that. And then I'm like, but yeah, that's over. It's done. I'm moving on. 
uh, and, and just with what my faith is a big one that is able to help me, um, keep those positive checks and balances in place. And then finding the same kind of people with those positivities, um, really, really change the game of, of life. Really. I mean, it, without that, and we're, it's just, it's hard to be on an Island or on a negative Island for sure. Absolutely, man. I think that was brilliant because it kind of told me that you have a purpose. You constantly yeah. remind yourself of that purpose. And yeah. then you surround yourself with people who have different purposes, but kind of the same thing so that you can mm-hmm. be in an uplifting environment all the time. Yep, yeah. for sure. It, it's so crucial because uh, we get so down on ourselves even. Um, and I think nowadays, I think compared to previous, maybe, and then that's just my opinion, maybe yours is different, but um, I think it's easier to kind of get stuck in our creativity uh, in, in our, in our goals nowadays compared to 10, 20 years ago. I don't, what do you think? No, Greg? absolutely. With the world going online and internet yep. services, you know, dominating right now, we face rejections a lot more mm-hmm. than we would, you know, some time ago. Mm-hmm. Me, myself, when I put out my writing, you know, to different blogs, different publishers, different platforms, I face more rejections than I face successes, you know? So in terms of getting that negative aspect, it's very easy. Like you said earlier, you know, it just comes in, it's automatic, it's flow never stops, yep. you know, but you need to combat that with your own positivity. You're going to be like, Hey man, doesn't matter how many rejections I'm getting. I'm going to keep doing this until I hit it. Right. Yeah. If I can yeah, create, absolutely. if I can create a bar chart of my activity, you know, the bars are taller when my failure is high. You know, the bars are taller and my failures are, that means my work ethic doubles when I'm getting more failures than successes. Mm. And I think that's the sort of mentality and attitude everyone should have if you want to have some sort of success with your creativity. Right. I agree. I think, I mean, rejection is just part of it. I think we just um, have more access to it because we, and we can get it so more quickly. I think that's another issue is that we can get everything so quickly, so fast, uh, almost like instant gratification that yeah. that we're not really used to having to wait for the the positive thing to happen um, because we can have everything now um, just with a click of a button. And so I think that's making it harder for people Absolutely. because they, they just want it. They, they don't have the patience almost yeah. and the understanding to have that patient and it takes time um, to, to reach whatever goal that is they're um, dealing with or excuse me or what they're working on so yeah with rejections um i listened to zhang zhang at the global leadership summit and he talked about his rejection therapy which i think was a youtube uh, series he did which really kind of got him going and he wrote a book about it um and how he just went out to find rejections to kind of ease that sting from getting rejected and he would do the craziest things and eventually he did so many and was getting so many rejections, he would go out, but then something changed and he started getting yeses to really obscure questions he had. Like, for example, I remember from the summit, he went to a guy's house. He didn't know, knocked on the door. He was dressed in his soccer stuff. So cleats, shin guards, he had a ball. He said, sir, uh, I was wondering if I could go play soccer in your backyard. To a guy he didn't know, but expecting a rejection, right? Yeah. But for some reason, he had done it so much and had the confidence that just kind of oozed out of him that he didn't care rejection. The guy's like, sure. 
And she's like, so what am I supposed to do now? Go back there and play soccer by myself. And so he was back there. You had a guy take a picture, but like, that's kind of the thing. We have to go through so many rejections um, before we get that. Yes. And I think creativity is the same way. You have to keep working at honing creativity um, until we kind of get a better understanding, a better grasp of what we're doing. And I, I think that's something not to give up to remember that it's not going to be instant. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing's instant. Like it takes, right. it takes hard work. So, and expect people to make fun of you if you're doing something for the very first time. You know, I'm a mm-hmm. terrible basketball sure. player. If I start <laughs> going out, you know, playing basketball, people are going to laugh at me. You know? Oh, yeah. But me too. I think right. that's, that's the sort of attitude you need to have with your own creativity. You know, you're putting stuff out for the first time. People are going to yep. say comments, you know, haters are going to hate. They're going to say something which you probably won't like. But what sort of mental attitude you need to have when those things are happening is what determines where you will be with your creativity. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and especially if it's something different yeah. uh, that you completely out of your ordinary, but you feel like that's your, your passion or, or your, the vision you have for the future. A lot of people like to be comfortable. So when they see you doing something that's really out of the ordinary, that's really going to like challenge you to get out of your comfort zone, they're going to be like, Oh yeah, good luck. Like, you're probably going to do that for a little while and it's going to be over. Like, but if it's true, if it's true passion, you stay with it and, and don't listen to those people. And unfortunately, a lot of times that's your family and that's your close friends. Cause they, most people yeah. are, are, are okay with being complacent and comfortable and not, and not changing and not challenging themselves. So there are a lot of creative people out there. A lot of people that are successful being creative, have you noticed through your research or, or your interactions with these people, do they have something in common? Do they do something different that we're not doing right now that we could be to, to kind of get us to that next level? Yes, I think, you know, you can talk about having the vision board like we did. You can talk about figuring yeah. out your purpose and everything. You can talk about that for ages, but mm. at some time, the work needs to come in. You can only talk so much. You know, I can talk about leadership, creativity, all I want. But if I'm not doing it, you know, that doesn't make me a valuable person. Yeah. You know, so to answer your question, work ethic for me is the main thing, right? I can give you a million examples of people who are talking now. But if you rewind and go back to when they started, the work ethic is just like donkulous. Yeah. You know, so you got to have action with what you're saying. Absolutely. and. Sometimes you got to put in more action and take mm-hmm. less time speaking about it because at yep. the end of the day, action drives you. Yep. You know, your dreams and aspirations, whatever you have, the only path towards them is action. You know, a lot of it yep, is cliche sure. right now, but it's so true. You know, work, four letter, yeah. nasty work, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and those people who are doing it are being successful. Exactly. And that's a, that's a big thing that really took me a long time to to kind of understand was those successful people, those people who are doing good or, or at the level that I want to be at. Um, it wasn't overnight. Yeah. Sure. Some of them had, um, the blessings of an audience already through whatever they were able to do. Um, but most all of them had to start from nothing or, or nearly nothing to get where they are. And, and just like you said, the work that they put in, um, 
most people don't see. They don't see that. They don't understand that. They see, oh, they were here. And look, oh, yeah, they got lucky. Yeah. They got lucky. They got all this stuff. They built this business. Um, I know Grant Cardone yeah. says it a lot. And I just watched his video of how people were telling him he would never be successful. He'll never be able to build anything like he has. Um, and he was like, forget them. Yeah. Like, and he worked his rear off and, and look at him now. Absolutely. If you don't know who he is, no, totally a fan of Grant Cardone. Yeah. You know? He's Absolutely. great stuff. Yeah. Hard worker. He's made an amazing name for himself and his company. Um, and so like people like that, the, people on the outside, they just say, Oh yeah, they got lucky. Yeah. They got their break. It, that doesn't happen to many people, but the work, behind the scenes that they don't see is what really got people there. And that's what a lot of people don't want to see notice or put in to get to that same spot. They want the instant. So like we said, so um, I think, yeah, like you said, the work ethic really sets people apart. Are you willing to work? Are you willing to put in those late nights, those long hours after most likely your full-time job already after you've done stuff with your family um, and taking care of yourself? to get to that next level Absolutely. are you willing yeah. to go through the hard work now to get where it's a little bit easier in the future i mean once grant cardone he still works his rear off yeah grandy he's able to have a lot of teams team members on his team to help him but he still works hard He still i mean it doesn't stop it just changes yeah um and and are we willing to go through the really rough really hard beginning to get to that creative level to really be able to put out more content, more art, more podcasts, more whatever it may be. You've got to go through that nitty gritty at the beginning. And uh, yeah, I think you hit that one on the head perfectly um, about, about what sets people apart. And and a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, I'll put hard work. And no, like you said yeah. lip service. It's, exactly. it's there. The, the idea is there. Um, work can never yeah. stop. But it's the nope. best equalizer to your own words. For sure. You know? Yep. That's the reason why Bill Gates, who doesn't mm. have to work anymore, still gets up in the yeah. morning and shows up to work. Yeah. You know, that's the he reason. Could just, yeah. He could give it all to someone yeah. else and say, all right, take it. But so pencil leadership obviously has five, five different traits to it. So remembering to be humble, remembering that change happens and hurts sometimes. It's yeah. not an easy thing to go through. Yeah. Um, we make mistakes, but we're able to hopefully fix those. Yeah. Um, the inside is what matters the most. Yeah. So our character and uh, the values that we have instilled and, and then what our mark is on the world. So these questions kind of put, portray or these questions connect to the, the five um, ideas of pencil leadership. So I'm going to ask you some yeah. of them and see kind of where your perspective is. And I, love love to I love it. I love it. Get yeah. to know our guests better. So, so the first one, being led by someone else. We can't do it alone. That's the first trait. Being humble to understand that. So who stands out in your mind as a mentor, influencer, or catalyst that has kind of got you going in the direction you're going and, and that um, has helped you along the way? Well, on a personal level, I would say my dad yeah. because okay. he awesome. grew up in India. And I don't have to be politically correct with you. India is a third yeah. world country where you see okay. poverty. Yeah. People are not generally nice. If you really want to make it in India, you really got to work your butt off. Okay. You know, so the level of entrepreneurship, mindset, the attitude, the work ethic, the hard work that I saw my dad put in to build his own business has still stuck with me. Hmm. You know, 
taught me the importance of putting your head down and just doing the work. And once you get it, it's all worth it. Yeah. So in terms of who I look up to starts with my dad. And then, you know, once you've kind of got that, that mindset, then other people like, I don't know if you've heard about Simon Sinek. Oh yeah. Yep. Start with why just brilliant stuff out there. So I would recommend your audience who want to be creative, give that book a read and trust me, Mm -hmm. you learn a lot from it. So Simon Sinek comes in, had a, had a great impact on me in terms of finding out what I want to do and how I wanted to achieve it. Um, then at some point you got to learn how to communicate your ideas with the world. If I write a piece of blog and put it in my cupboard, that's just idea, you know, yeah. not going to happen anything from it. Nothing's going to come out. Of it. So I need to, I need to sell it. I need to yep. put it on a space where it's available for public to read and get rallied. That's where Jordan Belfort watching his videos, mm. reading his books, creating that personality to kind of make sure that you're coming across as a problem solver, not a problem creator. Yeah, you know, helped me to get through. That's and awesome. Still does. Still does. So yeah, I, I hope that answers your question. So at some oh, point, yeah, those absolutely. leaders those helped me to shape my mind in terms of that. For sure. So as far as being sharpened uh, like a pencil to to be to be more efficient, even though it hurts, has there been a memory or a memory you have of something that that was rough to go through that wasn't the the easiest, um, but in the end made you better? Absolutely. Yeah, a very, very humiliating experience that I had in my teenage years, though. Yeah, because um, I remember I participated in a debate and I wasn't really a public speaker back then. Okay. Now I would say, like, I would love the opportunity to jump on the stage and talk. But back then, yeah. things were a little bit different, you know? So I was like, okay, well, at some point, I need to get out of my comfort zone. So I got out of my comfort zone, participated in this debate, stepped on the stage, just to make a total fool of myself. Oh, no. Uh, People were laughing by the end of my speech. There were a couple of words that I pronounced wrong, you know. Uh, Uh, After that, I was like, wow, you know, that was really humiliating. I don't think I would ever want to do something like this ever again. But then at that point, fortunately, like I talked about during the beginning of this podcast, I had my why cleared. I had the bigger picture clear. I said, this is just one failure out of so many that I need to go through to become that person that I want to become, you know? So I built on that instead of hiding away from my mistakes, I did something called failure analysis, which a lot of people Mm. should do, which is to facing what you did wrong and then figuring Mm. out what not to do so that you can be right in your next attempt. Uh, Did that. I used to lock myself in the bathroom, practice in front of the mirror, you know, get that flow right in terms of public speaking and everything. And right now on my own podcast, you know, just talking That's about awesome. it and everything. So yeah, it's really the growth that matters. That's cool. It's always cool to look back and see, man, like in uh, middle school, I had one grade, I think yeah. it was seventh grade that I could not read in front of the class. I got to the point where like, I right. was like flush, like thought I was going to pass out like one time in class. This is embarrassing, but I'm going to be open and transparent. <laughs> yeah. I knew we were about to read and I knew I was going to get called on. I just knew it. So I asked to go to the restroom and I stayed in the restroom the whole class period. They sent the principal to the bathroom to make sure I didn't like pass out or die or anything. He came in and said, Hey, you all right? I said, yeah, you know, (laughs) it's chilling those days. (laughs) So, uh, but then after that, the next year I was in drama. Yeah. I was on stage doing drama. I was, 
reading in front of people, it was the weirdest mental kind of block that I had to get over. So I understand on that, yeah. uh, learning from it and be like, all right, we got to fix something. So, um, so on to the next one, the best way uh, to attack a mistake, what maybe you've had a mistake or, or you have a plan of attack when you do make a mistake, what does that kind of look like for you? Absolutely. Now, I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. And my <laughs> life, when I say my life, I'm only 22 years old. It has not right. even started yet. Right. I haven't even stepped into the real world yet. So the kind of mistakes I am going to make, you know, is just, wow. But it doesn't scare me, you know. Good. And I think the sort of mechanism that I have is, has kind of taught me not to be afraid of making mistakes. And that's, that comes from actually a leadership conference that I attended four to five years ago. I, I was totally there just because a friend recommended this person to me. Uh, wasn't a very popular person. I don't even remember his name. But it was one thing which he said that has stuck mm. with me since then was, I went up to him. I said, I really enjoyed your talk. I want to be where you are right now. Can you tell me how you got there? You know, stupid question. Now that I look no, yeah, about it. I was right. like, and then he was like, yeah, the reason why I'm here is because of good decisions. You know, and mm. I said, well, okay, uh, how do you make good decisions? And he said, bad decisions. <laughs> and that kind of, you know, sunk in. And I was like, okay, well, I got to go through all these mistakes. Sometimes I'm making mistakes unconsciously, but only yep. after some time passes. And then I realize, wow, that was a blunder that I made, <laughs> you know? So again, I'd kind of reiterate the point that I made earlier. Failure yep. analysis is the way to go. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. You know, when you do make them, instead of hiding away from it, learn from the stuff, right, that you've done wrong and how you cannot repeat them again to make yourself better. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's, yeah, that's a great, I mean, we're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. Yeah. So being prepared to just kind of step up and take ownership and then, and then start the process of changing. I think that's awesome. Because things would go wrong. It's your, it's your yeah. attitude, your mentality, when they actually go wrong, how to come yeah. back, how to fix that situation, you know, for sure. Matters yeah. Agree. hundred yeah. percent. So as far as your value system goes, what's the most important personal value that you have or that you focus on or, or try to continue in everything you do? For example, like integrity or character or honesty. Attitude. Attitude? It's the one thing that I play with. Yeah. I think attitude resonates with so many aspects of human behavior. It is so powerful. You know, I'm going to throw in another cliched line here, which people, have <laughs> learned, which people have heard over a thousand times, but only some of it really get it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, distance from ground to sky is not a matter of altitude, but a matter of attitude. Mm. Ground could be where you are right now. The sky could be your dream. Yep. Right? It's not a matter of altitude, how high you can dream is a matter of attitude. You know, what changes you can make right now to get there. So That's attitude awesome. resonates with me on every personal level that I can think of. Accountability. Did I yeah. do the things I wanted to do right now? That's my attitude. You know? And what am I doing right now? Is it going to add some value to other people? Is it going to help me achieve my dreams? That's my attitude. So one value which I need to pin down and focus on and I've, I constantly try to do it is attitude. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. I mean, you don't always hear that as the response, but I think you're right. I think it plays, the attitude plays into so many different values uh, just from your mindset. So that's, that was, that's awesome, man. Um, last one we got is what is one way that you hope to make a difference in the world? What, how do you want to leave your mark as a pencil leader? 
Exactly. Now, that is a great question. It's a great way to actually close any talk to talk about mm-hmm. your end goal. You know? Yeah. I've thought a lot about this. And the reason why this thing, which I'm going to say in a bit, is important to me is because of where I come from. I grew okay. up in an Indian family where things were expected of you. You know, now your own creativity, whatever you had, was all suppressed down and you were forced to follow something which was, let's say, following, becoming a doctor, becoming an engineer. So your own real mm-hmm. creativity. And this happens with a lot of teenagers growing up in everywhere, you know, in different parts of the world. But I had to do a lot of research into myself and outside to figure out what my true creativity was. So my total impact, my final impact would be to inspire people finding out what their true creativity is, not following others, not following all the Mm. ups and downs of the world, but actually figuring out what they really are good at, what they truly believe that they can do and actually creating something out of that. Create something which is so authentic and reflects you as a person, as a human being, you know, that makes you different from all Mm. the other people. And I want to achieve that by creating content on all sorts of ways. You know, I'm, I'm creating podcasts right now. I'm yeah. doing blogging. I'm going to get started on videos, creating documentaries and everything. Everything that I'm going to do is going to be an authentic representation of my character, who I am, aimed towards helping others do the same thing. That awesome. would be my final impact. That's awesome, man. And, and from what I've seen so far, you're, you're on the right track doing it. And I can't wait to see how that grows and, and kind of just, I'm glad we made this connection. I'm glad we, um, I'm, I'm glad we found each other <laughs> so, <laughs> be able to support and help each other. And guys, I hope you took something from this. Uh, Jag is just a, a standup guy and, and check out his stuff. His, his, uh, information will be in the episode description. I'll have some stuff on the website, uh, as far as the blog post goes, so you can check that out as well. Uh, Jag, just thank you so much again. Uh, for being on the show. Um, thank you for helping our audience become better pencil leaders. Um, and we look forward to um, seeing how you grow in the future, man. Absolutely. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to speak on pencil leadership. I really love the show and actually want to have you on my podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you're able to take some valuable lessons away. If you did, please share this link on social media. Share this link with a friend who could gain value from it as well. We all need this information. It'll help us be better leaders. It'll help us leave a more positive mark on the world around us. Thank you again for listening. If you enjoyed the show, go ahead and subscribe so you can keep up to date with episodes. Or head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Let me know how I can improve and get better for you guys. Thanks again. God bless and let's go be pencil leaders.